Started. Paul says hi. He wishes he could have been here. He had some work that he had to do, so he could pop up halfway through the broadcast. But in the event that he's not here, he says hi. And it's just me and Marky today. And y'all, we have a great topic for you. I already know right there in that moment as I flip my hair behind my shoulder, I'm like, Pastor Nicole is going to watch me mess with my hair. And as I say that, Amy Presley hops on. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's an emotional thing. <laughs> it's true. We learned the other day that I touch my hair more than I realize I touch my hair. It's cool. I'm working on it. But if you haven't been able to tell from the broadcast title, today is going to be fun. We are talking about booty calls today, and it's not at all what you think it is. So while we are live, let us know if the broadcast is working. Oh, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, that's probably is it working? important. Can you see me? Yeah. Can you see better? Because it's black on my screen Can right you hear now. me? No, it's not on mine. Is it not on yours? No. Okay. Can you see is us? Is it working? Will you let me know who's watching in the comments because my computer's being okay. weird then? Priscilla. <coughs> Priscilla. Priscilla. Oh, you're wearing the earrings I gave you. Oh, you're cute. Didn't George pick them out? I picked them out, but George liked them. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Priscilla. Uh, Holly Shaver says good afternoon. Amy, um, I can't see the other ones because I guess I don't know them. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I can't see you, comment and let us know you're watching. Yeah, and let us know if like everything's good with like the video and the sound because it it went black on my computer. <gasps> Hi, Miss Natalie. Miss Natalie. Yep, I can hear. Okay. Well, then it's just my computer then. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. That's nice. I just want to make sure that you're able to hear us when we talk about booty calls today. It doesn't matter that her computer is having issues. Or it's not. My computer is so great. My computer is wonderful. Computer's great. It just got weird for a second. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Also, I as I was posting today's graphic, I felt like I needed to put like 
a disclaimer or like a rating on it. Like <laughs> rating. I really did. I was like, oh, man, within seconds of posting like the title graphic, I had people going, what? I wonder if Facebook can tell the content. Like, did you put the title in the caption or is it just on the image? It's just on well, the image. Maybe, maybe Facebook doesn't know then. It's not going to like flag it. We're not talking about inappropriate things. So no. you, it's safe to watch. It's safe to watch today. It is. It's Your children can watch. It's true. You may have to explain things, but I mean, your, your children can watch. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> we have a winner of last week's gift card, and here's how you can enter yourself to win a $25 gift card to wherever you choose. What do you do? You share the broadcast. That's it. That's it. Share the broadcast. Share. It's just a button. Just share. All you have to do is click the share button, share it, and for every person who shares the broadcast, you are entered to win a $25 gift card that we give out each week here on the broadcast, and we have a winner for this week. Hi, Pamela Hancock. Kelly, she says, hello, y'all. Hope your day is good. It is good. Is so Hope good. your day is good. So, so good. Yeah. Hope your day is good. Oh, I see us here on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Well, we were talking. It's me. It is you. Re I'm really, I'm not going to do this because it would be annoying, but I'm really tempted to like play it on my phone and then like put it in the mic so you guys can like hear and it's like multiple times going through it. You know what I mean? I do. It's like the inception of voices. It's like when you're like a little kid and you like get one phone and get another phone and like put them together and like, and it makes like weird noises. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone know what I'm talking about, please? Oh, boy. Share the broadcast. Yes, share the broadcast. Y'all, it's going to be a fun one today. I'm pretty excited about it. But I want to tell you who won our gift card. I also want you to comment and say hi. Tell us your name, where you're watching from, and $25. Yay. That's the most unenthusiastic drum roll ever. Holly Shaver. <gasps> Holly. Holly. Jolly Holly. You won $25. Yay, Text me where you want it to. Tell me where you want your gift card to. And then post a picture yeah. of you buying whatever you're going to buy. Yeah, we had uh, Lisa. Lisa shared a picture of her um, going out to Chick-fil-A with yeah. her grandkids with her gift card. That was such a cute picture. That was real sweet. Her granddaughter was like. I mean, it's Chick-fil-A. Most people are pretty excited to be there. It's yeah. true. I, I'm not, but not most people Sunday, are. Not on Sunday, but. Closed on Sunday. Yeah. You're Chick my Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, boy. Pastor. I know. Holly said, I know what you're talking about, Marky. <laughs> yes. Kobe. Hey, Kobe. Thank you, Holly. Oh, goodness. Kobe, are you going to be back at Summer Surge this year? We're going to be back at Summer Surge. Are you going to be back? Holly. Okay. So, before we ha do you want to do the game before or do you want to do it after? Yeah. You want to do it before? Okay. Yeah. So, today's game, I have a whole table set up beside me right now with things. Today's game is the teabag challenge. So I hope you enjoy my hats. I am representing Pastor Nicole's job right now, by the way. This is her company, her hat that I am wearing. Is this your hat too? It is my hat. Marky is representing the Chicago Cubs. Uh, this is- I didn't know that. I just thought it was a cute bear. 
So what we have to do, and there's also, it's just us right now, like nobody's on the camera, so we can't stand up. So we have to do this sitting down, which is going to be it interesting. It smells amazing. What kind of tea is this? I, this is green tea, but it's like citrus green really? tea. Mm -hmm. It doesn't smell like green tea. It's green tea that has like lemon, and then there's a little bit of sweetener already like in it. This smells so good. I picked one that I thought that you would enjoy. I feel like it smells better than it tastes even. No, it tastes really good actually. I can make you tea with this afterwards. <laughs> okay, so here's what we have to do. We have two tea bags, as you can see, taped to either end, and we have to, sitting down, flip the tea bag, both tea bags onto the brim without, like both of them have to be up without them flipping over. Kobe says yes, I will be there. <gasps> cool, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Fine. So while we do this, who do you think is going to win? There's no Paul today. So yes. it's really anybody's game right now. Playing it could field be either level, of us. Sort of. I mean, I have not practiced this. You kind of practice this. I feel like this could go in my mouth really easily. Beck said, hey, Priscilla said, I'm watching from my car. Real. You mean listening. <gasps> Lindsay Honeycutt. Hey, Lindsay. It was so good to see you this weekend. <gasps> we love you. My cousin, I think, is watching. C my cousin, cousin. My cousin Darcy. I think it's Darcy. you. Is it you? Hi. Miss Darcy Ward? Yep. Pastor Hi, Miss Darcy. Pastor Darcy. Pastor Darcy. It's so good to see. Have you seen us? Unless it's sing? Pastor Matt. Either way, either like Pastor, Pastor Matt or Pastor Darcy. I've yeah. met you both once, and it's great. Uh -huh. It's great to have you on. I'm from Maine too, so yeah, she welcome is. Maine She's people. from the county though, so she's one of those. I, I moved to not be one of those, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, we're okay. gonna play the game. Okay. Ready? So it has to go on the cap and stay there. Both of them have to be on the Both. cap and stay on the brim. Like they stay have, on the brim. They can't fall. If I practiced fall, we this have to go. for a second, like one second before the broadcast started, and it was not working. So I'm really curious. Uh, okay. Also, share the broadcast because when we're done playing, we're going to hop into today's topic. Let's talk about booty calls. Lindsay Honeycutt said, hey, girl, great to see you ladies, too. Love you very much. <gasps> I think this is Pastor Brian who's Pastor watching. Brian. <gasps> it is! Brian! I'm so sorry for the volume for everybody I'm who's watching. Too. That probably got real <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Pastor! <laughs> Pastor is watching from Nigeria. He is on his way home so soon. He's been gone preaching the gospel and leading people to Jesus. That's why he hasn't been here the past few weeks, but he comes home on Friday. Oh, oh we're so excited to have Yay. him back. Okay, ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, one, two, three. I don't know where it went. Well, that didn't help. I'm just hitting myself in the face. Um. Do I have them? I think I have them. No. Yeah. Well, well does that count though? They're crisscrossed, right? Yeah. Does yeah. Count? Yeah. They just had to they're be up and like, over on the brim. But they're not like on it. That's okay. They just had to be up and over on either side. They had to get them. Oh, you have one. You're so close. You're so close. Dang. I'll go again while you're watching. Oh, <gasps> I intertwined them. Did you do it? Tea bag on the top. Look at you. It's Keep fully going. on the top. Keep going. I don't want to lose it. I have one like on oh, the top it. of my head. Oh, where'd they go? Marky, where'd my tea bags go? <laughs> Are they like on the that brim? That one's touching the brim and that one's going <laughs> with your head down. He's right there. He's doing really good. How are you doing that so good? I'm flipping like from side to side, not 
yeah. You have one up on your head. Oh, they both came down. But it's okay, you have one that went across. You're so close. <gasps> you did it! I did it! Yay! Oh, I'm sorry, Mom. I did it! <laughs> Yay! <sighs> Thank you, Cube, Hydro, Alcoa, whatever your name is now, for and sponsoring the, the hat. the bear. The Chicago Cubs. Thank you for being our unofficial sponsors it's, of today's it's broadcast. It's cute. I like it. Isn't it? I, I, I brought the hats, and I was really hoping Paul would have to wear a Chicago Cubs hat. But it's all good. <gasps> My cousin Mariah is watching, too. I'm sorry. I, like, call people out before they comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you don't want me to call you out, I'm sorry. Just oh, boy. Um, yeah. So if, if I can't see you, I if I haven't said your name, comment and say yeah. it so I can see you. Comment, share the broadcast, tell us where you're watching from. Mr. Buddy Crabtree Hi. just hopped on. It's so good to have you on with us. Your uh, broadcasts have been really great. It's really cool to see you ministering with your wife like that. Um, but we are going to hop into today's topic. It's going to be a good one. I want you to have to talk about it first, just because I feel like it'll be really fun. We are talking <laughs> about <laughs> not having booty calls with God. <laughs> Sounds interesting. <gasps> Kevin. Hey, Kevin. And what, Lindsay's watching from her car on her lunch break. Oh, it's so good to have y'all Watching there. from Brandon, Florida. I used to live there. You probably know him. Who is it? Kevin. Kevin, do I know you, Kevin? I used to live, I used to live right there. Pastor, how's Nigeria? We're so excited to have you. Home. Yeah, how is it? Okay, so we're talking today about booty calls. What's a booty call? What is it, Marky? Don't make me read the definition. <laughs> no, no, you can read the definition. <laughs> I just wanted that reaction solely. I just wanted that reaction. So for those of you. Okay, parents, if you're watching with your kids, I'm about to explain what a booty call is. So, like, plug their ears, or if you would like to have that conversation, you're more than welcome. But a booty call is when, basically, according to Merriam-Webster, it's a communication, such as a phone call or text message, by which a person arranges a sexual encounter with someone else. So basically, it's when you text somebody and say, hey, baby, let's hook up. And most often, you're not married. You're not even necessarily in a relationship. You just have a person that you call to fulfill a need. That's what a booty call is. It also typically comes really late in the day, or like really late at night. Like, I don't know. Hey, so this is what I'm feeling like right now. Are you awake? Like, any of those, like, what are you doing at one in the morning? That's probably what it's trying to lead to. Yeah, or not how good, you doing? Not good things happen <laughs> when you're communicating at that time. Oh, goodness. Pastor Brian, before we keep going, Pastor Brian says that Nigeria has been tremendous and that Kevin helped when he was at the river. He has served there. Well, Kevin, thank you for serving our pastor. That's awesome. And okay. if pastor says that you were a blessing, then you were a blessing. And Aww. we just appreciate you very much. So going back into the topic, why are we talking about this on a broadcast in which we talk about Jesus? 
It's a great question. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> because basically, in other words, what a booty call is, is it's a type of relationship where there's no intimacy. You know, you're calling somebody with a selfish desire. Like, you're there, you're thinking about your needs, your wants, and instead of thinking about another person, you're thinking, how can I get my needs fulfilled quickest? So yeah. a lot of times, booty calls aren't even like quality relationships. They're not quality people. Like it's just who's going to be up at one in the morning <laughs> who will respond to me that we can get what I need or what I want done. It's selfish. Um, and it's using somebody as a means for personal and selfish gain and fulfillment. That's what a booty call is. So the reason that we're talking about it today is because how often have we heard, you know, something like, well, I asked God to help me with this and he just, he just didn't help me. Or I, I talked to God and God wasn't there for me. Or what, you know, people go to God in the 19th hour before a crisis hits with a need, with a want, and they're not going to him first, they're going to him last. Like he's the last resort. It's, well, God's my last option. I'm going to go to him and pray so that he will meet my need. Yeah. So many people have done that. I know I've done that before. I'm sure Marky's done that before. And really what that is, is that's us turning God into a booty call. It's us calling God when we want to call him, when we have a need that we want met, when we have things that we want from God, but we're looking to get from God without having the intimacy with God. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's that's what it is. Yeah. Sometimes I've noticed that I haven't even like I haven't even actually done the like contacting. Andy Shaw. Hi. Hey Andy. Hi. And Jessica and Buddy Crabtree goes, Jesus, don't take booty calls. <laughs> and Jose. Hi, Jose. Jose, 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 Jose. I've noticed at times where, like, I'm like, I'll, I'll think, oh, I need to pray about this. I need mm -hmm. to ask God for this. I need to ask God about this or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And mm -hmm. then, like, I'll go, like, a period of time, and I'm like, yeah, I prayed about that. And I'm like, did I actually pray about that? Or did I just think about praying about that? So it's, like, even worse of not even making the contact. Of yeah. just being like, well, you know, I need, yeah, I need, I need this from God and just going about my day and just yeah. being like, not even like actually asking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like thinking, yeah, I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to do this. And then not even doing it and just yeah. thinking, well, God, here's my thoughts. So God knows I'm not even going to need to, I don't even need to ask. He just knows. So he's going to do it, you know, yeah. not even like, I don't know. That sounds, yeah. No, like what, what immediately pops up in my head is there's this movie. I'm not advocating the movie. I just, I've seen it. Hey, Dom, it's good to see you. Uh, well, it's good to have you watching. I can't see yes. you. I can see your name. It's good to see your name. <laughs> but there's this movie that I watched called He's Just Not That Into You. Have you ever seen it? It's like all these different love stories all together. I remember, I remember the title. I don't know if I've actually saw it. Well, there's this one character in the movie, and she is so desperate for somebody to love her. Like, it's, it's redonkulous. And she dates all these guys, and she's the type of girl where if she gets a text message at, like, 2 in the morning, she's, like, right there because he's the one. He could be the one. And so she would answer all of these, like, type of text messages. And I think I thought about her as I was, you know, 
looking through notes and thinking about it because so often we see in rom-coms or on TV or different things where there is one person who is much more invested in this sort of relationship than the other, you know, and with booty calls often it's this one person who knows that the person is willing to give to them because there's, there's that sort of relationship that they've already proven on their side. So like in the case of this girl on this movie, you know, they, the guys who are trying to like hook up with her know, is my mic like being mm. weird? Can you guys hear like hair like? I'm adjusting my microphone. But in this movie, like they know that she's already proven that she's all in with them. So if they call her, they know she's coming because they know that her affection for them is already strong. Yeah. So they're basically using her yeah. to get what they want. Yeah. And God has made his love for us so known. Yeah. He loves us so much that when we go to him, out of just a desire to get from him, it's almost like we're abusing him, like we're abusing the relationship that he has with us. Yeah. You know, if you're married or if you're dating, think about it if you just only went to your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife and you just went to get something from them. Like, hey, can you do this for me? Great, thank you. And then you just walked off. Like that's, that's not relationship, that's a user mentality of this person is mine and I can use them for whatever I want because they're my person to do this with and yeah. I, I get to set those terms. But God has already declared his love for us. Like it's, his love is so big and his desire is to give to us. We're his children, he loves us. He, you know, it tells us in the word that he loves us with an everlasting love. He bought us back from sin and death. Like we're his, he's our God and we're to be his people. Like that's the love that he has for us. Yeah. And it's not, it's an unconditional all the time love. And yeah. that's what he's wanting back from us. Yeah. Yeah. And people get in the mindset of even like if you view if you view God in that way of, okay, I need something, I'm gonna do this for you. I think it's even easier if you're living that way to also treat to act that way towards God of like, yeah, okay, God needs me to do this. So I'm going to do this for him. Yeah. I'm going to go pray with this person because that's what God wants. That's what I need to do yeah. for him. And that's a great point. Zero, zero relationship with it. It's not coming from a place of love. It's coming from just a place of duty. Yeah. Well, and as you're waiting, you know, God is always outstretched toward us. Like he desires that fellowship with us, that intimacy with us. And I've, I've talked about it before, but it's, you know, there was a time with George where I was checking off this list of tasks that I knew would bless George, and it didn't bless him at all because my heart wasn't connected to him. You know, I was doing things that I thought he would like, but I wasn't giving him my heart. So even when I'm, quote unquote, giving to my husband, if my heart's not involved, it's not pleasing to him. How much more is it that way with God? You know, like if you're if you're in the middle of like a worldly booty call, then you may be having sex with each other and you may be physically giving your body to somebody else. But are you actually intimate with them? Like, are you giving yourself to them fully? You may be in the middle of an act, 
but is it true intimacy the way that God wants it to be? Yeah. And oftentimes that answer is a no. We go through the motions of doing for God, yeah. check, 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 and okay, God, give to me now. I did for you, now give to me. Yeah. And it's that's not how he works. He wants there to be a deep and intimate fellowship with him. That's, that's yeah. what he desires. Yeah. In the noon prayer here, uh, we have noon prayer and 6 a.m. prayer. I constantly have to catch myself when we start praying of, okay, like, why am I praying right now? Yeah. Am I just praying because it's the right thing to do? Am I praying because, you know, I need yeah. to? Or am I actually even thinking about the Lord? Am I just thinking about all these other things? Or yeah. so many times it'll just like, I'll just like stop and just be like, almost like, hey, God, like you're there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to actually acknowledge you right now. Yeah. I'm not just going to boom, boom. I'm going to pray for this, this, this. I'm going to actually just stop. Yeah. And just spend time with you you know we have some people that just hopped on holly grasso and johnny shaver Brittany presley um and then kevin kevin says god is more than a friends with benefits for sure absolutely that's 100 yeah. percent where we're going and then buddy says those who are willing and obedient eat the good of the land you can have obedience but not be willing yeah. and never experience the fullness of the goodness of god yeah. absolutely obedience is great, but if the heart of willingness isn't behind it, then what you're doing is fruitless. Yeah. So, you know, I, we have a couple notes written down. It said, or we wrote down, you know, God created and he knows the plans that he has for each one of us. He spent time planning out our perfect future. Like, and I'm not trying to make God sound like some effeminate God. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I know a lot of this stuff can be attributed to women, but, you know, God has spent time dreaming about our future together with him. You know, Pastor Brian, he has told this story before. I've heard Pastor Nicole share it, but when pastors got married, the they um, pastor recited a poem that he wrote to Pastor Nicole, and I'm pretty sure I may get the first line kind of wrong, but, you know, the first line was something along the lines of, for as long as I can remember, I've had a dream. And basically, it's this poem that he wrote for Pastor Nicole talking about how she was his dream, like marrying her was his dream. The future that they're going to have together, that they have now, was his dream. He dreamt of having a family. He dreamt of spending time with her. It's, it was his dream as long as he could remember. And that's how God is with us. You know, he spent this time thinking through what is the perfect future for Marky going to be like? What's the perfect future for me going to be like? What's your perfect future going to be? What would bless her? What would make her happy? What would bring her the most fulfillment? What does she like? What would make her happiest? Like he's thought through this stuff and created an entire future to bless us. That's the type of investment and involvement that God has for you is he's planned out all that your life will ever be. Like yeah. he's dreamt about yeah. you. Yeah. That's the love that he has for you. Yeah. Now imagine if Pastor Brian, and share today's broadcast, y'all. This is, this is literally life-changing stuff. Share it, yeah. and at, for every person who shares the broadcast, you're entered to win $25. But, you know, imagine if Pastor Brian had recited this poem to Pastor Nicole, and 
on the day of her wedding, you know, he reads this whole thing. He tells her she's been his dream, and she just looks at him and is like, thanks. And then the next time she talks to him is, hey, I know you love me. Can you do this for me? Yeah. He'd do it because he loves her, but she's not giving him the type of intimacy that he's given to her. She's not giving him that love that he has so lavishly demonstrated, talked about, and poured out for her. It's, if she were to do that, she'd be using him. Yeah. Pastor, yeah, pastor says, the, the line was, for as long as I can remember, God has given me a dream, a vision of my wife-to-be, so vivid and so keen. Yeah. You know, that was, she was his dream. Yeah. We are God's dream. Intimacy with us is God's dream. Not a hookup, not a friends with benefits sort of thing, not a late night booty call. It's intimacy, a relationship. He's a jealous God. He desires us. That's yeah. what, he doesn't just want us sometime. He wants us all of the time. Yeah. And the way he does things is through relationship. Yeah. Like it's like as you're talking about how he thought about and planned everything for us, like in some ways it almost seems like, well, God could have just been like, okay, everything's done. Like yeah. I'm, this is just, I'm making it this way. And it's just, this is all going to be this way. But he does it through relationship with us, with our lives. Yeah. Like it's personal. Yeah. It's not just everyone has this, 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 and this, and this is the way your life's going to be. It's personal for each one of us, yeah. which is so amazing. Ashley, hey Ashley, it's great to have you on today. Um, you know, just some verses to back up, just the heart of God for us. In Zephaniah three seventeen, it says, the Lord your God is in your midst. He is a victorious warrior. Okay, now listen to this. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. Like God, when he thinks about you, he rejoices over you with shouts of joy. His love for you consumes him to the point that he starts shouting with joy. And then, you know, the love that he has for you, it makes him quiet. And then he sings over you, like all of the different ranges that love can take you to. God experiences that for mm -hmm. you. For you personally, for me, for Marky, that's the sort of love that he has. Yeah. It says, you know, and then this is Jesus talking. And Jesus, Jesus only said what he heard the Father say. So when he talks, he's talking on behalf of God. And he's talking to God. He says um, in John 17, uh, 22 and 23, um, the glory that you have given me, I've given them, that they may be one just as we are one, as one as Jesus is with God, he wants us to be one with him. I in them, you in me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and that you loved them even as you loved me. God, Jesus' desire, God's desire is for us to be one with Jesus the same way that Jesus is one with God. And if we're one with Jesus, we become one with God. That's, he wants this so much. That's the whole reason we're going we're gonna to get into it in the very next point. But, you know, we talk a lot about Jesus came to bring life and life in abundance. He came to save us so that we may have eternal life. Well, John 17 tells us that eternal life is knowing God. That's eternal life. 
Life is knowing the God that saved you, not using the God that saved you, knowing him. The same way he knows us, we're able to know him in that same way, knowing him intimately, knowing what makes him happy, knowing what blesses him. We get to know him that way too. Yeah, it's so cool that he's he has like, I mean, it's kind of hard to put into words of what we know, but he's like, he's like a person. So yeah. Like he's, he's obviously not human, but like he has a personality. Yeah. Like he laughs. Like this verse, there are so many verses that talk about him laughing, him like, like he, it's, it, you can have a relationship with him. Like you have a relationship with a person, yeah. not just like this being, you know, we were uh, reading an impact, a book and it said how, um, it's good to refer to God as like your father yeah. because it helps you understand that he's like, it's not just like this, like all powerful being, which he is, he is, but he's, and, and it talks about how like in the old Testament, he yeah. was just, he was just God. He was, yeah. he was, he was not a father for people, but now through Jesus, he's not just all powerful, this God, he's our father. Yeah. We have that type of relationship with him. Yeah, like I was listening to uh, Jesse Duplantis the other day. What Marky was saying made me think of this. And Jesse was preaching about, you know, his his level of intimacy with God. And he has a great relationship with the Lord from how he talks about it. And so this one day he said he was, I think he was in his office and he was praying. Like he'd had meetings and stuff set up and he was he says, he's like, I don't pray to God, I talk with God. Like, I don't set aside time to, like, specifically sit and pray and, like, make my requests. Like, I just have this all-the-time yeah. conversation with God going. So yeah. he said he was sitting there talking with God, and he said God was quiet. And he's like, it, it, it wasn't normal. Like, it wasn't a normal sort of response to get from God. Like, it, it wasn't normal. So he, he'd talk, and it was quiet. And so he realized, well... Holy Spirit helped him to ask God the question, like, did somebody hurt you today? Like, are you okay? Did, did somebody hurt you? And God told him, yeah, one of my children did something and it really hurt my heart today. Like, that sort of, that sort of realness. And for some people, that may sound like kooky, wonky, like weirdo stuff. And wow. that's fine, but it's not. It's God desires to be that intimate where he can share his heart with you, his desires with you, and you can with him. So the Lord told Jesse, you know, somebody hurt my heart today. And Jesse immediately cleared his schedule. Like he called his secretary. He's like, cancel all my appointments. He's like, Lord, I want to stay here with you. I want to be here and I want to minister to you. And so he stayed and he went back through and he started reminding God of what a great God he was. Not like God needs a pep talk, but he worshiped God. He's like, you know what, Lord, you're so great. You're, a, you're an amazing God. Like you created Adam and Eve. You parted the Red Sea. You, you formed everything in six days. Like you saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he said their names wrong. He's like, and I could hear God laughing because like it blessed him. Because Jesse knew their name, but he was saying it to be silly. And, like, it blessed God. Like, he could wow. feel joy coming from God because he had that sort of intimate relationship with him. That shouldn't be foreign to us. We should be able to know how to please God, how to bless God. And how many people do you know have cleared their schedule to minister to the Lord? 
Mm. Not just to come to church, but to spend personal time because they want to bless God. Because God is so real to them. For most people, it's a disconnection. For me, it's been a disconnection of God's up here, I'm down here, I do my work down here, he's pleased with me up there. But he wants to abide with us here on the earth. That's his desire. He wants to abide with us. And abiding with us means that he knows us and we know him. And the same way, if Marky was upset about something, I'd stop what I was doing and I'd talk with her and I would minister with her until she was at a place of peace. That's what Jesse Duplantis was doing with God. God wasn't out of peace, but he wanted to bring God joy. He wanted to worship him because the relationship with God was that real to him. With booty calls, with people who are just hooking up, you're not caring about the other person. You're not caring about their emotions. You're using them to get what you want. But when you care about God, when you care about somebody, their needs are above your own. Their needs come first all the time. You place their needs above yours because that's what love does. And when we move from the place of using God to the place of intimacy with God, God's heart, God's feelings, God's thoughts, those come first to us. He becomes priority. I have honestly never heard anything like that before. What you just said about Jesse, that like, I need a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm shook. (laughs) No, I thought the same thing. Like when I heard it last week and it's really been challenging me of, Am I thinking about how God is res- would respond to this? Like, am I thinking about blessing mm-hmm. God, not just doing things to be a blessing, but like, am I placing time thinking about how I can please yeah. God, like how he's actually feeling and responding? Yeah. Well, it's funny because we know like in the Old Testament, especially like before the new covenant, God would get angry Mm -hmm. like we know he can get angry but I often have like thought that's really all God gets like I've not thought God gets happy or joyous or any other thing it's just God's either just chill or angry (laughs) like that's it like you know like but that's I get that is really interesting that he can be all those other things too yeah Paul says hi. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. We miss you. And then Kevin, Kevin says, got to clear my schedule. I know. Like, I've, I've thought that so many times of, man, am I, yeah. what sort of time would I want my husband to pour into me? You yeah. know, what sort of relationship would I want him to have with me? Am I putting that same effort into my relationship with God in the same way? Yeah. It's, it's. And here's the thing. God created joy. He created feelings. Like he could have made us feelingless robots, but we're made in his image and his likeness, which means God is capable of feeling. God is capable of feeling joy. God Mm -hmm. is capable of feeling sorrow. He's capable of feeling all these things. And I don't know about you, but the last thing I would ever want to do is hurt him. You know, like, I, I would never want God to look at me and be like, she's using me right now. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help her anyway because I love her that much. Yeah. 
And because he's not like he doesn't have a flesh, like he's not Ugh, controlled by it. Stink. It's oh like he's able to thankfully have yeah. so much mercy with us when we miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I had a conversation with Pastor Brian a while back, and I realized that I had been I had been selfish in worship and in time with God. Like I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. I didn't know it was possible to worship God and have a selfish motivation from yeah. it. Like, in some ways, praise, yeah, because praise can sometimes be, like, more uncomfortable. And I don't mean, like, on stage or anything. I just mean, like, personal time with God. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to Pastor Brian one day, and I was like, um, I said, you know, I really want more time. Like, I want more intimate fellowship with the Lord. Like, I yeah. really want that. Whenever someone, if someone says it from a mile away, I'm like, like, I want that. Like, I, I, I really did. And I was talking to him about it. And I'm thinking, like, this is a very noble thing, right? Like, I really want this. How do I get more? Like, asking him questions. And then he started asking me questions. Oh, those are fun. <laughs> asking me questions. And I'm like, these, I, these are, you should know, these are simple questions. So, like, the one question that he asked me was, why? Or, or I said, you know, he's like, why do you want to spend time with God or, or something like that? And I was like, what do you mean, why? Like, and I was like, because I want, like, I really desire that. I so desire it. And, like, I'm thinking, like, there are verses that talk about, like, longing for that. And I'm like, yeah. that's me. That's how I feel. And he's like, okay, but, but explain why you want to spend time with the Lord. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know how to answer this. I'm going to try. So I said, because it makes me happy. Oh, <laughs> As soon as I said it, I, I didn't know what else. To, I'm like, the Lord makes me happy. That's not bad. Like, right. Mm-hmm. The Lord makes me happy. It's it's because I'm just so happy. There's just so much peace and love and everything. I'm like, it's just amazing. Whenever I get to have, like, intimate relation, like, fellowship with the Lord, it's amazing. So it makes me happy. And I was like, I'm, I don't, yeah, that's it. And as soon as I said it, I knew it was the wrong answer. <laughs> I don't know. And that's why he asked. Because yeah. he knew, he already knew the answer. Yeah. But he wanted me to hear the answer. Yeah. So um, immediately, I realized my whole motivation for wanting time with the Lord was all about me. Yeah. 100%. It was all about how happy it made me, how loved it made me, how fulfilled, how secure, all of these things that the Lord wants us to have. But my motivation for it was all about me. Yeah. And I then had to, then I went into the ditch of, wow, I suck. And I was like, (laughs) like, (laughs) I had to to come back from that. You know, pastor's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, let's, let's not go over there. You know, let's pull back. But, you know. So they had to then help me get through that. But it really, like, it really, like, shocked me. I didn't know that I was worshiping the Lord under a selfish motivation. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. So, yeah. And and it's, there are things that sound great, you know. Like, it just makes me so happy. You you ask so many people, why are you with the person you're with? Like, why are you dating them? Because they just make me so happy. Like, they bring me so much Mm -hmm. joy. And... That's terrific. What happens when they don't bring you joy? <laughs> what happens when they really irritate you? Are you still going to be with them? And, you know, the Lord 
is going to cause us to grow. And there's times where it's tea cakes and roses to serve the Lord and be intimate with the Lord. And then there's times where the Lord calls you to do things and your flesh doesn't want to. Love is serving the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, true agape love, love is unconditional giving at the leading of the Lord. It's putting somebody else's needs above your own. When's the last time you, we put God's needs above our own needs? The last time we went to God in prayer and instead of asking him for do this, do this, do this, we, I'm believing for this, I'm confessing this, da, da, you just went into your time of prayer to fellowship with God. Yeah. You just went there to be with him. You just opened up your time and was like, Lord, just whatever you want to do right now. Whatever you want me to do right now, I'm yours. This is your time. What do yeah. you want? Yeah. And it blesses him. You know, you think about back with Moses, back when he so badly asked God, show me your glory. Like, I want to see you. I want to be with you. Show me your glory. And the Lord, like, put his hand there, and he could, like, see he could just see the Lord in part. He couldn't be with him fully. But, you know, the New Testament tells us because of Jesus, we're now able to see him face to face. You know, as a man sees a friend, we're able to have that relationship with God. Being in this sort of intimacy with God is a privilege that so many times we don't realize that we have it. You know, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were able to walk with God in the garden. They dwelt with God there. It's what they did. And yet getting something else was more important to them than just abiding and being with God. Fellowship has to be our number one. Yeah. I see that pastor's commenting. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, many would call it worship, but it was really just appeasing your emotions and flesh. I'm mm -hmm. guessing that's you. Yeah. <laughs> That Not was, you, your that story, was me. your story, your story. It was, but and what's so awesome is he said in the car ride, you know, we were all in the car and he said, I had to make it even worse. I had an audience. Oh, so you love those times. Y'all, those are not things Marky's flesh has enjoyed. She does not like that stuff in front of people. No, other people even know I suck. <laughs> like, not, no, I don't. I'm not Good. saying I was that. About to I'm not kick saying I. I'm not saying that. That's what was ha what I was thinking before. When you go back um, and watch the broadcast, when you get to that part, you're gonna watch my face like immediately. No, cut and be I'm like not saying that over myself. <laughs> I, I was thinking that at the time back then. But what he said was, um, God's so merciful that even if you come to God and you're like love me and yeah. it's like super emotional and all this god's like okay like, <laughs> and he's, he still will have like he'll still love you and he'll still because yeah. anything from you is like better than nothing basically that's not how he said it but he's basically saying like god will take it god if if even if it's selfish love like if if you're coming to him in a relationship even if you ignorantly like if you know if you go up to god and you're like hey i'm being selfish give me like that's one thing but if right. you like ignorantly right. are coming to god and you don't understand like he's so merciful like he's 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 still gonna love on you pastor says what are our real motivations it's a great question to ask and that's really something through this whole topic what's your motivation for doing it what's your motivation for going to god what's your motivation behind praying so fervently what's the motivation behind it you know it's it's a privilege and it's our responsibility to have intimacy with the Lord. Like that's the Lord's desire for us. But 
our job is to not treat relationship with him casually. It's not a casual thing. You know, it needs to be. Fellowship and relationship with God has to be the number one most important thing in your life. Not your wife, not your kids, not your job, not your dreams, not whatever. Relationship with him has to be first because relationship with you is first to him. You're number one for him. He gave his son for you. Like you are his end goal. He gave his son that he could get you. That's, he's all in. There's no part of him that's reserving himself. You know, you hear people being like, well, I'm not going to give you like all of me until I know. No, God's all in. Like he's, he, every bit of who he is, is out on the table. He loves you and wants you. He's all in with this relationship. We need to have that same heart back. And I was telling Marky a story the other day, back from when I was little, like I was, I don't know, 10, something like that. And I had had a friend that moved away. She went to another school. And after a few months of her being at that school, she'd had this party at her house and I wasn't invited. And I remember calling her and talking to her about it and asking like, why wasn't I invited to your house? Like, why couldn't I come? And her response to me was, well, I guess I'm not as good of friends with you as you are with me. And like that hurt me. Like I remember where I was in the kitchen (laughs) when I was on the phone. I remember what time it was like because she was one of my best friends to me. But she didn't view me that same way. Our relationship wasn't equal at all. I would give more than she would because she didn't care about it as much. And I'm fine. I'm over it. She and I are actually friends now. But, you know, it. are we being that way with God? You know, God's saying, why, why am I not a part of this everyday life with you? Why aren't you talking with me all the time? Why aren't you spending time with me? Why, when you're driving down the road, why aren't you thinking about me? I'm thinking about you. Why aren't you including me in these plans? Why aren't you talking to me about this new job that you've planned on taking? Why haven't you talked to me about this house that you're looking at? Why haven't you talked to me about this thing that made you sad? And if we're not going to him, ultimately what we're saying to him is, because I don't love you as much as you love me. And I don't ever want to do that to God. Like, imagining, because God loves me so much more than I loved her. And imagining like God's heart anytime I just, meh, treat him casual. Treat him like he's less important than what he is. Like, Lord, I am sorry for ever hurting your heart for treating relationship with you casually. I repent right now on the broadcast. I never want to do that. Show me how I can do a better job of putting you first in esteem. I want to bless you at all times. And I repent for ever placing you on a back burner. I love you. And I know like that got deep, like it got heavy, but it's, I don't want him to be common. I don't, I don't want his relationship with me to be anything but a blessing to him. Like that's, and I know I've missed it at different points before, and I don't want to do it again. Yeah. And what's so awesome about him is whenever you give to him, yeah. he always gives so much more back. Yeah. It's impossible 
to go in and be like, Lord, I just, I'm truly worshiping you, not emotions, like Pastor is saying. I'm truly worshiping you. I just want to love on you. Yeah. I just want, you know, you know, like basically Jesse, how Jesse was talking, you're having a good day. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. talking to God like he's a real person. And um, it's impossible to do that and him not give so much more yeah. back. It's impossible to outgive God, even in things like this. Yeah. It's not a dead relationship where you have to be like, Absolutely. God, you're worthy, you're magnificent, you're all yeah. these things, which I'm not saying making light of that, but to say all that and then, okay, and there's no return. Yeah. And like a just a religious dead relationship. Yeah, he's going to it. It's it's impossible for you not to walk away and be like, "Wow, God! Like, thank you. I I wasn't even looking for that. Yeah. I'm going into this with the motivation of you, yeah. not me. But he's still because he's so good. He's yeah. still gonna give to you." Well, in, in James 4, it tells us, draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. You know, the God of the universe who made the world in six days, not just Earth, who made the solar system, the solar system, solar system, like the galaxies, all these different planets, who made diamonds and rubies and made the mountains, made Mount Everest, made Niagara Falls, made the seven wonders of this world, made all the bajillion wonders of everywhere else, established heaven, created animals, that God wants to draw near to you. Yeah. Imagine how important you would feel if the president wanted your personal phone number so he could call. Oh, that is pretty stinking cool. This is God we're talking about. I remember one time in prayer here out on the couch, you know, I was just praying and I was having this interaction with God um, and I was, I saw myself with him. Like I saw myself with Jesus and we were in what, like it felt like I was there, you know, but Jesus was, has never been more real to me than he was in that moment. And I was literally, I was looking at his face. I was seeing and feeling his hands and we were together and I remember the feeling I got in that moment when I was looking at the face of Jesus and realizing who it was like it's not just some man here on the earth this is Jesus and Jesus delights in me there's no one more important than Jesus. He is the end all be all and someone of that caliber with that character who is pristine, who is perfect, who is God on high himself, the son who's seated at the right hand of the father. That Jesus loves me, chose me, cares for me, delights in me. It filled me with so much worth and it, his love just it was just immediately nothing could touch me I'm loved by Jesus nothing can do me wrong nothing can hurt me nothing can stop me I'm loved by God it totally changes every bit of who you are when you receive his love. And when his love is received by you, you are then empowered to give that love back to him. 
You can't yeah. give him something you don't have. But when you receive his love for yourself, you're then able to minister to him. Jesse yeah. Duplantis, he'll, he's said it so many times. He was a huge heathen before he loved Jesus. Like he was out in the rock and roll world, girls, drugs, drinking. Like he was, he did not live for God. He, he would have probably laughed at the idea that someday he would clear his entire schedule so that he could spend a morning ministering to God. And yet because he had received the love that God had for him, God then became a priority to him. The love changes him. The love changes you. It changes me. And as the love changes you, it motivates you, should motivate you, to put him first in all things. You know, that love needs to be real. It has to be real to you in order for any of what we're saying to make sense. You know, and when I had... I know we're like getting to the tail end. I just have a couple scriptures left. Um, I was reading before the broadcast, I was reading Psalm 63, verse one through eight. And I just, you know, there's a verse in the, in the word, it's, it's not this, where it talks about, well, it, it might be this, it's at least not this translation where it talks about, you know, um, as a deer pants for the water. You know, it probably is this actually, it's just a different translation. As a deer pants for the water, so I pant after you. And, you know, Psalm 63, it says, Oh God, you are my God, and I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary to see your power and, the, and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul is satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth offers praises and joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the nighttime, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy my soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. David's not writing this just as, oh, this sounds like a pretty song. Like this is someone who's in love with God. You can't write this without love backing it. Like you, yeah. as you're reading it, you should, I can feel the love pouring out on him. I thirst for you. I yearn for you. When I'm in bed, I think about you. I'm singing praises to you. I'll worship you. You are my why. You uphold me. That's the love that we should have for God. And when that love is what motivates us, here's what John 15 verse 7 says. When we live with this sort of love, when God moves from being a booty call, hook up, friends with benefits, to being a deep, intimate fellowship with us, here's what happens. If you abide in me, in Jesus, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So many people 
go about this backwards where they just treat God as their personal ATM machine. And I'm going to pray to you and you give me what I want. Yeah. I'm going to pray to you and then I'm going to get healing. I'm going to pray to you and this, it's just, okay, here's my card. Give me my money. Yeah. But Jesus himself says, if you're with me, if you abide with me, if you keep my words in you, if you abide with me, ask me anything and it'll be done. It'll be done. The reason so often we don't receive what we pray for is because we, number one, haven't abided, and number two, don't know what we're supposed to ask for. We're asking selfishly. We're asking out of our own mind. But when we're abiding with God, we're, or we're, that's a whole other thing. I just almost got in another topic because we almost went for round two. But <laughs> as we're abiding with God, he leads our prayers. Our desires are his desires. What we ask for is what he wants us to ask for. We don't become robots. We become one. Yeah. And when we ask something, it pleases him. You know, just like when Luke will ask Pastor Nicole, Mommy, can we go to Sweet Frog today? You know, she's blessed by that because he knows my mom loves me. And not only does it bless me to go here, but Mommy says this is a date. Like, mommy's told me going to Sweet Frog is date time. So I get date time with mommy. Like, it, he's not just thinking about himself all the time. He's, he knows this blesses her too. When I ask God something, as I abide in him, whatever I ask for shall be done. Yeah. We can't go about it backwards. We have to go about it as Jesus lays out. Abide in him, obey what he says, Ask what you wish, and it will be done. But the getting to the it will be done part requires the relationship part. Relationship has to be there. It has to in order to get to this down the road, ask whatever you want. Yeah. It reminds me how there's no faith without love. Yeah. If you don't know that God loves you, how are you going to have faith that he's going to yeah. do this? He's going to, you know, back you. And if you don't have faith, you're unstable. So your faith won't even work, even if for a moment you believe it. And if you don't have true faith, you're going to doubt in your mind. It's not going to come to pass. It doesn't work. None of the principles of God, like not, I'm not going to say that as a blanket statement, but faith works by love. Faith works by love. To get to this place where your prayers are answered every time you ask God for it, there's got to be an intimacy that backs it. Yeah. Some Joe Schmo on the street can ask me to do something. That's great. I can do it because Jesus tells me to love everybody. But his request for me does not carry the same sort of weight that George's request of me carries. When George asks me to do something, it's a higher level. If Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole ask me to do something, it's a higher level priority. Yeah. Because there's a relationship, there's a fellowship, there's an intimacy that I have with my husband, there's an intimacy that my husband and I have with our pastors. And when they ask me for something, I am compelled to do it because I love them. I love Marky, but George, George is my husband. I'm compelled to do what he tells me to do. Yeah. Even though I love Marky with the love of Christ, my husband is priority. 
We are the bride of Christ. And when we step into what our covenant should truly look like, that sort of intimacy, that's the sort of relationship we have where when the bride speaks, the groom's here. When the groom speaks, the bride's here. They listen, they obey, they serve one another. They're mutually blessed. That's what covenant is. It's a mutual blessing. Yeah. Not just us receiving from our groom, but the groom receiving from his bride. Boom. <laughs> and thus concludes today's talk about boot calls. <laughs> Man, that was... It's a great topic. That was, that was intense. <laughs> that was like... I, as soon as you started talking about the, the Jesse DePlanis story, I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> my eyes filled up. <laughs> like, I was like... I need to talk, but I need a minute. Yeah. I mean, you can, I can feel the anointing as we're talking. And why is that? It's because this is the heart of God. Like, this is God's heart for his people. Do a Google search of how many times God says, I'm their God, they're my people. I will be their God, they will be my people. That's God's heart, is for us to be his and for him to be ours. That's the heart of God. I looked it up one day, and it's overwhelming reading it. It's time after time after time after time. God's heart is, I'm yours. I want you to be mine. I'm yours. I want you to be mine. That's who I've called you to be is mine. You don't belong to anybody else. You're mine. He desires that. Like, it's his heart. The anointing backs his heart. The anointing backs his word. And the fact that we can sit here almost in tears at multiple points is not because we're girls and emotional. It's because there's a presence of God that backs what his heart is. And his heart is intimacy. The same way that Pastor Brian had a dream for Pastor Nicole, God has a dream about this type of intimacy with you. Yeah. right now and it's not hard years ago when pastor first taught on reset he challenged the entire church body to wake up every morning and say good morning god and then to invite god to be with them throughout the rest of the day and there was a guy that was coming to the church at that time and you know he was he was a bit of a like a gruffer guy like he wasn't like refined in the things of the lord like he was he was pretty fresh like getting saved and he came in when, like, a couple weeks into doing the series, and he testified. He's like, you know, when you said that, I thought that sounded, like, crazy and dumb, and I didn't want to, but I did it. And he's like, I've had the best few weeks of my life. Like, it's like, as soon as I start talking to God, my entire truck fills up with the presence of God. I wake up in the morning, and God's presence is there. Like, I go and do something, and it's not just me doing it. God's there with me doing it. And it, it changed him right there in that moment. Like, he saw that God was real to him. And I would issue that same challenge to you. Wherever you are, if you're at work, if you're on your lunch break, Wherever you are, when this broadcast is over, just stop and say hello to God and ask God to be with you through the rest of the day. God, I want you to be with me during work today. God, I want you to be with me as I'm on these phone calls. How are you today? What would make you happy? How can I love you today? What can I do better? What would bless you today? What would you like? Being a servant of God. 
I'm a servant of my husband. I'm his wife, but my job is to serve him. He humbles himself and he serves me. That's what intimacy is. Serve the Lord today with your time. Serve him. That's what he wants. He wants fellowship. He wants to talk with you. He wants to be with you. And until you invite him, you're missing out. You're missing out on all that he is. The same way that if you're hooking up with somebody, you're missing out on the person. If you're just going to him when you think you need him, you're missing the person. You're missing who he is as a whole. Mm-hmm. And he's wonderful. And he wants you to know him in and out, through and through. He wants you to know him the same way he knows you. So we're going to pray today. And maybe you've never had this sort of relationship with God. You know, this is something I'm continuing to grow in. I've, mm-hmm. I haven't arrived in it. Marky mm-hmm. hasn't arrived in it. Yeah. We're growing in our relationship. Yeah. But everyone starts somewhere. Start today. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for just the ability to have fellowship with you. Thank you for the ability to be in relationship with you. God, thank you that you're not some ATM machine that just robotically hands us stuff we think we need. Thank you for having a personality. Thank you for being a God that is just so loving and gracious and wonderful. And thank you for loving us in spite of any ignorance (laughs) or in spite of us having missed it, not knowing or just doing it wrong. Father, we ask right now, we repent and we ask for your forgiveness forever treating you like a friend with benefit. We desire you more than the benefits. We desire you above what you can do for us. We desire intimacy with you. That's our heart. Father, if it's not our heart, I ask right now that Holy Spirit, you show us how we can change our heart. We receive the love that you have for us today, Lord. We receive it fresh. We receive it new. We receive it. And as we receive your love, let your love empower us to love you in an intimate way, in a way that pleases you. Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit shows us how we can draw closer to you so that you can draw closer to us. We just want you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for this time to just fellowship with you. Even this, this is fellowship, talking about your heart. We thank you, Lord, for revealing your heart to us, and we ask that you reveal it even more. We love you. Thank you, Father, that right now, for every person watching this broadcast, that your love fills them wherever they are. If they're in their truck, if they're in their car, if they're at their workplace, if they're in a break room, if they're watching this while they're sitting on the toilet, if they're at their home, I don't care where they are, let them be filled from the top of their head to the soles of their feet with the love that you have for them. I ask, Father, that spiritual eyes be opened to see the love that you have made available. 
and that we receive what you've given us. Freely you've given us your love and freely we receive it. We love you, we praise you, and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What? In the toilet? <laughs> I, there are people who are going to watch this, and they're going to be pooping in the bathroom, and they're going to need to find out about the love of God. God doesn't care if you're pooping. He just wants you to receive his love. Oh, my gosh. It's such a, like... It's such a deep moment, and then that. <laughs> That's how he works. That He's is. joyful. That is how he works. <laughs> He's so funny. Oh my funny. gosh! Aw, Kevin says, "Y'all bless my socks off today." Thank you so much. God is so good. God is so good. If we did anything well or right, it was Him through and through. And His heart is loving His people. That's His heart. And so, Kevin, thanks for watching. Everybody, thank you for watching. Make sure that you share the broadcast. This is an episode yeah. that everybody needs to watch in the body yeah. of Christ. So share the broadcast. Yeah. And next week, we will be back with Pastor Brian. Yay. He's going to be back from Africa. So make sure you tune in. We love you. Have a great day. Be blessed. Have a good day. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching.